0: Give up. S. A. L. T. T So, baby. Welcome to the podcast. Oh,
1: we lost all of our flow. That it's was all it. gone. While
0: you paused, you looked at, like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> A? What comes after S? I don't know. Dude,
1: I, Ryan's have, like, I, have, I don't know. Ryan I've never heard spell.
0: this intro before. I,
2: I've heard the intro. You do it much smoother than that. Does <laughs> it,
0: though?
1: Does it, No, it's pretty it bad. Smooth is very subjective. I Whoa. think that went very smooth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that brings us into the quote of the day. Oh God, it wasn't ready. quote of the week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. he wasn't ready. So
3: instead of like a word of the week, we're gonna switch it up and do a quote of the week. So I uh, went on GoodHousekeeping.com and found a quote by Camilla Kimball that says, "You do not find
1: the happy life; you make it." Amen, brother. Bing pot. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I hope if anyone got that reference, uh, they DM us. <laughs> Bingpot! No one ever DMs us. <laughs> Do you get so that reference? So I don't get that. What's that from?
2: How far are you into Brooklyn 9 9? Oh, I'm only in like the end of season 2 Uh I'll oh,
0: spoil I think it dude. might be in yeah. season yeah. two. Yeah, what if I wanted to not know about Bing Pot. that? Bingpot! All right, Dang now it. you're going to see it. Weeks. How the weeks
1: with Levi? We have uh, Very. Not yet. You yeah, don't have a guest. Guest is not here. very lazy. <laughs> Continue in your laziness. Lots of uh, TV and Spanish every once in a while, and then more TV and then video games. Well, see the good news the about TV. <coughs> the
3: good news about mixing TV with Spanish is now you can watch Telemundo. The Spanish. Telemundo, <laughs> rápido, <stand-ups>. rápido, <laughs> and you can understand them. That's fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you can put on subtitles.
1: Ah, there we go. Then you can learn while listening. Man, I should do that, honestly. I got an exam on Wednesday. Yeah, you're screwed. Continue, look though. at that. <laughs> you say I'm screwed? Oh, I would never No, <laughs> <laughs> Nope, that was it. Just TV, <laughs> TV and video games. Oh, I guess we uh, had uh, Zach's and Josh's birthday. Woo-hoo-hoo! That was a fun time. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, played some, played some beer pong. A had some fun. Yeah. Water pong. Water yeah. pong, of course, yeah. I played some beer pong. <laughs> that was fun. No, you we need were... to wash those cups, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you were actually the only one to play actual beer pong. We
0: played right water pong. Was,
1: dude. Yeah, we played with the water. Josh, how was your week?
0: My week was fantastic. Of course it is. Continue. I mean, except for, uh, I mean, I work. So that's all the same. Working out's going, uh, put a lot of ball. Ball's good. And the birthdays were nuts. They, But good nuts, you know? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, I'm just gonna move past <laughs> that, like that never dude. Happened. A lot. I mean, a lot of beer pong. Uh, there was a lot of beer consumed. A lot of good times though. Good memories too. This is the surprise party for everybody. That was super nice. Mm-hmm. The Ali, mm-hmm. Ali, and you was that like and you guys? All um, you guys? Yeah, the girls. That was super nice for everybody. <laughs> so thank you to all of you guys. Seriously, that was so sweet and uh, thoughtful. So meant a lot for sure. But it was great. How about your week, Zach? Uh, it was good good um i think it was a week
3: definitely to um be thankful for mm. you know like with all the stuff that's happened in my past like um you know just like being thankful for what i have and where i am today i think it was really cool like yeah. on my birthday to look back at like what all i've been through and just be like be grateful for everything but it no. was a good week um Take a lot care, of good people good memories yeah uh, surprise party was really cool did not expect that i uh yeah. yeah, it was good. It was so cool. Um, so and then sweet. the following nights were really good as well. It got a lot of like love from family and friends and stuff, so that was good. Heck yeah. Um, it was also stressful because I was studying for tests while trying to celebrate my 21st, which is not a combo that really like <laughs> matches uh, well. <laughs> yeah, it does not have good synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was good. And yeah. so we have a guest again
1: this week, back-to-back
3: weeks. Back-to-back. Back. Um, we got our
1: good old friend, Ryan Harrison. Woo! Ryan, thank you. How was your week?
2: Yeah, my week's been pretty good. Um, like these guys said, we had a little surprise party for um, for Josh and Zach. That was a good time. A um, couple nights in a row, we just got to hang out. That was good. Um, I am. I'm getting to the point though, where like, I think like i i've i'm sleeping in every day and it's happened for so long now that i want to start waking up early like i, I uh, talked to you Josh, yep. about that i'm like i want to start waking <laughs> like i'd be okay waking up at like 5 a.m for a couple of weeks at this point like so I, I just want to wake up yeah oh you
0: know? well, yeah you were talking about like you can't sleep
1: or, or, like well, i sleep don't fall in, asleep until like three in the morning now Oh. Yeah. Gosh, because i'm terrible. up till three in the morning and then i go to wake up at like 10 Well,
3: honestly though like i mean as bad as that is like you could probably continue it because we have like four and a half weeks of school left, yeah. and then it's summer. So you know, mm-hmm. so your sleep schedule doesn't have to be great in the summer, but it'll no, yeah. yeah. definitely have to reform for next fall
0: if
2: we go back to school. Yeah.
3: But
0: sorry, continue. Ha- well. yeah, continue. No, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, I don't
2: have any complaints, but I just I yeah. I need to find a way to like mix up what I'm doing because it's just getting
3: it's getting old Boring. pretty quick. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah,
1: I need a I need a schedule again. Yeah. I'm going along insane. Well, no, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I think it's hard, especially for
3: this week with us, because it's like snowing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, you know, part of our way to, like, stay active or just do stuff is to yeah. get out, play yeah. ball outside, yeah. or just go to the park. True. And you now we're really confined to our home since it's snowing and we don't want to yeah. be outside in it. So um, it's like, you definitely got to be <laughs> ingenuitive It was <laughs> so funny.
1: What was it, two nights ago? Or was it last night? I just, <laughs> I'm walking around and I just fall on the floor <laughs> and <laughs> just lay there for like five minutes. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh that was pretty funny. I it was told hilarious. Josh to just start randomly videoing me and I'll just fall to the floor and <laughs> say Quar- quarantine got me falling. I'm pretty sure like yeah. you guys remember like
3: America's funniest home videos. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure like half of his life could be on there. Earlier
1: today, freaking I was I was taking a poo, alright. Okay and I was on my phone. I dropped <laughs> my Delicious. I dropped my phone on the floor so I, I reached forward to grab it and our toilet is really close to our counter. So I just <laughs> BOOM <laughs> whacked my. I have like a freaking knot on oh, my head. Oh, dude! Right
0: here. Talk about a
1: spoopy <laughs> so time, yeah. man. <laughs> I just railed my head on the bathroom counter and I was like, <laughs> Counter <laughs> one, Levi
3: zero. That's right. <laughs> oh counter's winning. Oh my I gosh! Just. Round one went to count. The eight. other day, yeah. I freaking
1: opened the fridge and then kicked my foot into the top of it. I don't know how I did it, but I have a bruise <laughs> on the top of my foot. Dude, you were uh, you were getting injured left and right. It felt like last week. Oh that my god!
0: Life
3: was thrown it in, it, in your wrist. His it. wrist from ball. R- objects yeah. that can't move are just destroy
1: anybody. <laughs> <the weather. laughs> Man, those inanimate objects got it for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, thing. so
3: going into I guess what we're gonna talk about. So mm-hmm. Ryan, our good buddy from Cast. Is a physical education major, so yeah. he loves the PE. Love no. e. so I think <laughs> we're gonna try and talk
1: about something in that so manner. I got a question for you. What what is uh, the big story? Why like why do you want to be a PE teacher? What what happened in your life that made PE want to be your passion? You know?
2: Yeah. So um, I don't know. It kind of it came out of nowhere. Um, right when I came into college. So. Um, Ever since, like, at the start of high school, I really got into, like, working out, and I love sports, and I I just, I love lifting weights and being in the gym, staying healthy, fit, stuff like that, and so coming into college, I knew, I kind of narrowed it down to, okay, either I'm going to do something with sports and try to do, like, a sports marketing type of thing, something like that, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go into kinesiology, because kinesiology, almost every path you go down is going to lead to, it can lead to something sports related, Mm -hmm. so I came into my freshman year, and um, I was just a kinesiology major, major, just a base kines major, um, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, maybe I can go into, like, physical therapy, or maybe I can go down some other path, something like that. Um, but it was actually our buddy Dalen, who was on last week? Was he on last week? Yeah. Correct. Or- yeah. yeah. So Dalen was a PE major coming into college, and um, I was roommates with him, and so we were taking a lot of the same classes, and I was like, he seems to really like it. I mean, I think, you know, it seems pretty neat. I mean, I love working out. I loved PE in yeah. high school, so... Um, so yeah, I, I gave it a shot, and um, yeah, I've loved it ever since. So I think it's just really worked out for me. <clears throat> Do That's you have f- any like
1: high school PE stories <clears throat> that that are like why that you know influenced it a little bit? Dude, I don't know like, experiences it's, in PE. It's high crazy.
2: I loved PE in high school, but up until like our. Um, what was a class called the choice based lifetime, lifetime, lifetime fitness where we got to do whatever yeah, the heck we wanted legal. that was a good I didn't class. have a whole lot of good PE experiences in my life because right. I had like I had terrible knowing what I know now about PE I had terrible elementary school PE teachers I had terrible middle school mm. PE teachers and in high school that was the only PE class I took because I just took lifting classes and they those yeah. counted for my PE credits so so I mean, w- let's
1: explain real quick what lifetime <laughs> fitness is yeah so what we did is I was in the class with Ryan and uh, they were two week like they it was pretty much like a class you had every two, it was two weeks. Two week
2: units.
3: Yeah, two yeah. week
1: units for the class. So then sometimes we would do archery or dodgeball or then like they would, they even had like horseback riding or roller hockey. We like always had different choices. Yeah, it was like non
3: traditional PE like yeah. units or programs.
1: What they would do is they would split the class in half and half the class would choose tennis and then half the class would choose dodgeball or archery or something like that and you just got to choose which one you did and for two weeks that's what you would get better at it's and really fun but that's kind so of a cool. joke of a PE class
2: to be
3: honest oh yeah like it. Like oh it I was such, yeah. it was just a
1: fun time it was yeah. a good break in the middle of your your well, class a lot of
3: seniors took it to mess around and just, just to do whatever fun, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that sounds awesome I think
1: Daylin, our guest last week took it like five <laughs> times oh so for sure right I there. took it I, think. I I took, took it, it the twice. first
2: time and then I took it back to back my senior year cuz yeah. I just needed credits. Yeah, I it took it fun. twice.
1: Holy crap. It's fun. It was so a good time. So
0: I have a question. Like you talked about like uh what you know now that your teachers in high school and junior high mm-hmm. the PE teachers were like bad teachers, yeah, I guess right? Cheap. Why why were they? Like what made them? So,
2: as a PE teacher now, I don't know if this is this obviously hasn't always been the case, but but what people know about Um, I guess, like, psychology and motivation and stuff like that now. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was growing up, I, both in middle school and high school, or sorry, elementary school and middle school, I was, like, a pretty chunky kid, really unathletic. Okay. And a big majority of my grade, um, from what I remember, at least mostly in middle school, was, okay, today we're going to run the mile, and you're going to be graded A, B, C, D, um, F, based on the time that you get. And that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, you can't grade... You know, a fat kid and a skinny athletic kid mm-hmm. on the same grading scale. That doesn't. That, that is most ridiculous sense. thing. That's mm-hmm. how you get people to hate physical education. That's how you get people to hate um, being active out. and working out. Ooh,
0: that's that's a yeah. And so it's it's honestly
2: a blessing that I even like working out because based on how I was growing up, it it doesn't really lead to success. It doesn't lead to me being physically active. Okay, so, so. I got a
3: question to branch off on that. <laughs> yeah. So like, how yeah. do you then grade? Is it based off? Um, like times Mm -hmm. or would it be based off like hustle because you can't hustle is very subjective you know yeah like you can't grade off how hard someone's Mm trying so how would you grade that then
2: yeah so i think for me part of it is always going to be participation you can judge a lot based on someone's participation a lot more than you can based on how they uh, how they perform in a certain activity like you can still run the mile but Mm -hmm. i'm not going to grade a student based on if they got a six minute mile versus a 12 minute mile i'm going to grade them based on okay this time I saw them trying a lot harder, and this time they ran uh, a 10-and-a-half-minute mile, when last time we did it, they ran a 12-minute mile. So, so you want to see that some imp- progress you? want to see that improvement you. in themselves,
1: yeah. yeah. For me, weird. I think the word would be
2: effort.
3: You can yeah. see effort.
1: You can see, mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. if someone's putting in more effort than someone else. Yeah. So,
3: like, maybe, yeah. for example, maybe, like, have them run it one time and kind of say there's consequences mm-hmm. and get a baseline mark, and then every time after that kind of, like... If it improves, the, your, their grade improves, Yeah. say, or something like that? Yeah, something
2: like that. I mean, I don't think you ever want to tell a student, like, hey, something bad's going to happen if you don't do well yeah. or something, but I think it's good to let them know right from the start that, like, they're going to be graded based off of their own performance. And so yeah. on that first run, they might not try that hard, knowing that they can beat their score next time. I'm okay with that. As long as they understand what they can push themselves to do, I mean... As long yeah. as you're seeing improvement, and and really, mm-hmm. another way to do it is, um, I don't think growing up I had a whole lot of like quizzes or like exit tickets or, or written stuff in PE, and people don't think of that when they think of PE, but that stuff's really helpful too. I've taught plenty of um, elementary schoolers already where we do exit passes and stuff like that just to um, <clears throat> see where they're at knowledge wise, and what,
0: they're really helpful. What's an exit pass? Because I haven't been in school since. Yeah, yeah. So
2: um, an exit pass is just going to be. Um, so let's say for the day we're going over... Um, I'm working with kindergartners, and we're going over how to throw a ball. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in the, <clears throat> in the lesson where I'm teaching them how to throw a ball, we're going to go over skill cues such as um, eyes on target, um, side to target, step with your opposite foot, elbow high, follow through. Skill cues like follow that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go through those in the lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing I'm going to go through those in my lesson plan, um, I'm going to make an exit ticket beforehand, um, where the question is something like, "What are three of the six skill cues of throwing?" or something like that, okay, oh, okay. and then I just give it to them right in the last five or so minutes of class, and just so they can they can keep that in their mind, they remember the skill cues because that those are the things that's important.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. Man. I think doing three of six is good too, rather than like what are all the skill it's, cues because oh, nobody sure. remembers everything right for up sure. the bat. It's all about repetition for learning. Well, and you gotta up. think like with stuff
2: mm-hmm. like that. I mean, let's say they remember. Um, You know, side to target, elbow up, and step with your opposite foot. A lot of the other ones, like keeping your eye on the target and following through, are gonna come with that. It's kind of common Mm -hmm. sense when you you do it. Exactly. I mm-hmm. like the
0: perspective that you're talking about from like the grading scale for when you were a kid because mm-hmm. I remember when I was running miles like it was the same thing it was it was yeah. awful I yeah. like it discouraged me for so back when I was a big guy I didn't <laughs> like any fitness I wasn't in good shape I was in awful shape to run a twelve minute mile was eat was was uh, was really hard for, yeah, for sure <laughs> and that's slow and uh, it's it's yeah it was super tough but people were super judgmental and rude mm-hmm. and t- even the teachers were awful like exactly, being graded yeah. compared to all these kids because I had a kid that was like he said some kind of like crazy he was under four minute miles mm-hmm. he's running he, he would he he ran three times. By the time I finished one,
1: yep. once. Yeah, and like yeah. It's like. We always dis- did pass fail at CCA. Like mm. if you if you made it under eleven minutes, you get an A. If you get it's like and if you any time lower than eleven minutes, you start going down well, real quick. think about like
3: <laughs> kids with like pre-existing health conditions, like heart conditions, yep. or like I had had asthma, like disabilities, so. stuff like that, where like yeah. it doesn't like like it hinders them from uh, like I guess essentially doing it to like the full capacity that a normal kid would, mm-hmm. but you know they could still run it. Mm-hmm. But you know no. so there's gonna be a discrepancy at some point. But like you can't yeah.
0: really. It was just like it was it was hard because I, I wasn't even the last kid and yeah. it was like yeah. there people making <laughs> fun of the kids behind me making fun of the you know it was like all kinds of things. Even the teachers were super discouraging to all that kind of stuff you know. And that took my not just mine but like other kids too. They were struggling as well. They had a hard time wanting
1: to mm-hmm. do anything. For so just I got a question for you. So sometimes. I did this every once in a while, but I would go and run with those kids. Oh, not to yeah. Make fun of them. So mm-hmm. I feel like That's good. people can take it two ways, though. It's like they're running with me because they are pitying me, you know? Oh, yeah. How did you – if someone did oh, that for you, how actually, would, how did you take it that?
0: That's kind of funny because I had some kids – I remember that day specifically because I had two kids that were like this – Like I mean, there was one chick and then there's two guys, and they were just rude people all the time. Anybody. It wasn't just me. It was people that are mm-hmm. overweight. People that – you know, they weren't fitness-centered and all that stuff in life. Yeah, but I had a couple of guys that one of the guys was super popular back in school. That then, and I mean, he's like a huge <coughs> fitness guy now, but he ran with me the whole time. And I didn't feel bad about it at all. I was like, dude, it's so oh. cool for you to run. But in my mind, you know, like I want to do things myself. I'm still that was same that way. So I was like, no, I can do this myself right off the bat. He's like, no, dude, I'm here to support you and encourage you. And it was like right then okay. and there, I was pushing myself more because he was running beside me, helping me out and yep. encouraging me. That's something so, i uh, yeah.
1: uh, my parents taught me, but I'd, I'd like to encourage people to. If you are very skilled at something, take down, take yourself down a peg, mm-hmm. go to the people who are not skilled, and put that, put yourself on their level, and yeah. it it <laughs> amazes me how much that can boost people's spirit, oh, for sure. yeah, and encourage them to to do better. It's humbling
0: as well. Yeah, yeah I have a I have a perspective or something I want to kind of ask you, and I know you don't mean it this way because I know you, but like um when you say sometimes like you put somebody on somebody's level, it sounds like It sounds like originally that you're better than them. I just think this is good for the podcast. They were better. I'm not saying like in general, I'm just saying like you just mean it in that subject, like not in general. Oh, okay. No. I wasn't sure. So say
1: Zach is 10 times better than me in basketball. He's he's really good. He is better than me. Yeah. Very much so. That's fair. That's fair. And, yeah. But he, he always plays to my skill level sometimes. And let's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like pity me. He still swats me out of He does. Yeah, he <laughs> swats everybody. Oh, but, yeah. but, you know, sometimes uh, when we were back at school, we'd work out and then he'd, he'd teach me. He'd, he'd stick around with me. He'd yeah. give me pointers. He'd help me. And I think just doing that, just like taking yourself like he could just ball around me and... Mm-hmm. Show, show me up, you know, but instead yeah. of doing that, he takes himself down to my level. It's like, here, I see this, try this. And I, like, oh, I, I okay. guess I see what you're saying, and I'm not, like, upset. I just want no, to, I'm just curious, like, what people, like, yeah,
0: how people think. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I genuinely
1: even? think some people are much better than other people at certain things. At certain no, things, I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, I no, I think
0: that's right. I guess in my sense, when I think about that, like, uh, when I come down to my level, lo- I think, c- uh, carry comparing like, everybody equal kind of thing, you know? Not and,
1: everybody's not equal. Everybody has different skills. Yeah. Now, as a human being, everybody is yeah. equal and they all have equal rights. Right. right. Yeah. But yep. yeah. everybody has different skills. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you so, 100%. No, I just yeah. thought I'd like, bring that up. Yeah, like I, I like it. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, yeah, is mm-hmm. I think do pe- people do have higher levels. Some people are much better people than other people. Yeah. So I think just taking yourself down a peg and being like, okay, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to go to their level. Yeah. Because they're not as good as skilled at this as I am. And I'm going to either encourage them to just keep doing what they're doing. And so if they don't want your help, you can just be there to encourage them mm-hmm. instead of showing them up. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah.
2: So um, going back to kind of what you had just talked about, like the concept of um, – I'm, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy here for a second, but, yeah, I, just it. Think applies. but I think um, when you bring up the concept of, like, a person who is slower doing the mile and other people coming up and running along with them who mm-hmm. have finished first, yeah. Um, I, I love that. I think as a PE teacher, someone who's going to be a PE teacher, not every student might love that. They might feel like they're being – you know, coddle or something, yeah. but yeah. As, a, as a teacher, <clears throat> so in Wyoming at least, there's three PE content standards that as teachers, we want to make sure that every student can, um, can reach in the unit that we're teaching. So okay. there's cognitive, which is obviously what they know in their mind, so that's where you would give them exit tickets and stuff like that to see if they know the, um, the skill cues and stuff like that of a certain activity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's psychomotor, which is the actual physical doing the skill, doing the activity, um, and then you have personal and social behavior. So that third one, personal and social behavior, is something that as PE teachers, we're also teaching our students. So if I have students that finish the mile in five minutes, and I know I have a student who's going to finish it in 12, maybe 13, Yeah. Um, one, it's not good for the students to just stand around waiting for eight minutes while this other person finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to encourage them to build others up in that personal and social um, behavior aspect, yeah. yeah okay. And that, those three um, content standards aren't something that you're going to grade on, mm-hmm. um, but you still want to, they're Wyoming content standards, so you, as a PE teacher, you should be able to get your students go to, to, to growth, meet those standards, to exactly. Growth, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that fully applies okay. to the personal and uh, social behavior uh, oh, content standard. I got a question for yeah. you. <laughs> so, as,
3: as these two know, both of us are very, very big sports fans, mm-hmm. and so I think I've talked to you about it, but you want to be a coach as well right oh for sure and you and so do you want to do that on the high school middle school what level would you like to do that so at actually
2: I, I forgot to mention this a little bit earlier but I guess I kind of forgot about it because I've fallen in love with PE but the entire reason I got into PE in the first place I think is because I wanted to be a coach and at least in Wyoming this isn't like this in bigger states bigger um cities stuff like that but in Wyoming to coach at any level um unless it's like peewee you have to be a teacher a teacher in the district or employed by the district oh wow i didn't know yeah, that. yeah and i, I for sure oh. want to be a football coach um preferably um i mean the high school level is sick but eventually being a college coach would be a dream for me do, to do that as as a living that, that so i think cool. coaching football is my passion for sure mm-hmm. um and and pe is kind of my avenue to get there um yeah. no i've con- like i said i've fallen in love with that too but yeah being a high school or maybe one day a college football coach would be sick
1: so where would your where where does your heart lie on age wise where you want to teach you know yeah so i've always thought
2: of being a high school pe teacher because i like kids but it's so much man kids are kids yeah. are a lot yeah. man yeah. And, and people don't realize They're how learning, hard it is yeah. to be an elementary school teacher not just a pe teacher but i mean they go from i mean i mean, i okay Actually, being a PE teacher at elementary school is a little bit harder, I would say. I know some other teachers are going to not agree with that, but... You love them booger pickers? Yeah, but, but at the <laughs> elementary school level, as a PE teacher, um, n- the schedules are whack, man. You might have, um, you'll have, so that from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock... You might have two first-grade classes, and then for the next hour, you'll jump up to fourth grade, and then the next hour, you'll jump back down to second grade, and then you have lunch, and then you'll
1: go to fifth grade, and then you'll come... To, it's whack, oh man. Oh, my gosh. I get that, because instead of it having, like, PE as a class, it's kind of like a activity during class, because yeah. typically in elementary school, you have the... Separation. The uh, well, separation you, have, you, you have one teacher that teaches you each yeah. subject, e. rather... than separate. Yeah, yeah so then... And then... The, PE, you go for like an hour in between your class time mm-hmm. yeah All
2: right. but to, sorry to answer your question I would say high school for sure but I haven't got a chance to teach high schoolers yet so we'll see how that mm-hmm. ends up. so continuing back off kind of what we were talking about um
3: so you know like at least I see it and I think that's probably the most important thing to me like I don't know if you've seen the video but there was a football coach that like taught his players how to change a tire you have your tire like put on a spare tire stuff like that so, with like you, do you believe personally for you would it be more important to develop life skills or life lessons with your players or the fundamental basis of like football itself or you know, whatever sport? Mm. Like, would you like to leave
2: a lasting impression of the skills or the lessons, like life lessons? That's a great question. Dang, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, um, dang, I don't know. I mean, I would like to, I mean, I don't have that much experience coaching football, but. I'd like to think that you could do both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think some of the best coaches in the game... Are like mentors and coaches at the same time. Exactly. They they excel at both, and that's what makes them such good coaches. Um, Mm. But I think, like, if I had to pick one, I I would for sure pick, um, like, the life skills, life lessons, that type of thing over being good football players. Because especially in Wyoming, if I teach here, there's not many guys in Wyoming that are going to go... Far. And go big yeah. leagues. So um, I think it's more important for them to know how to be men, know how to be good people, you know. And, and, it, and that's something <laughs>
3: I've always thought with sports. Like, it's like kind of a launching point to develop, like, life lessons. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. how to, like, hand, properly handle yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the work work world from, like, just, like, sports itself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how to h- handle a loss or, a, like, a win. Like, humbly. How to, like, humble yourself. Yeah. How to become better at that. But, yeah I think.
0: Go for it. Oh, I mean, I just off of that, like, so do you think, do you think that would change depending on what area you are? Because you just mentioned in Wyoming, it'd be hard, so you'd more focus on the life lessons. Would it change if you were in a better state or a better area for football, mm-hmm. or do you think it'd be So, yeah,
2: I mean, that's, that's also, to, that's a good question too, because, I mean, uh, yeah, you, gotta, you, you what win, I'm saying? Yeah, no, like, I feel like, I feel like that's, like, yeah, I feel like that's where you have to, you have to learn how to be in that middle ground. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So for me personally, like if, if you had if you knew there were players that could go pro or pro, mm-hmm. I think still for me it would be the life lessons because like think about it, like mm-hmm. if that kid does go pro, mm-hmm. he'll always have that lasting impression mm-hmm. of what you gave for him, sure. you, know, what you how you mentor <coughs> him. And, like, he can be thankful for that, and that can, like, be a part of his roots of the come-up of, like, what he was from high Definitely. school pro, say. I,
0: I, I get that, but I think also the, the coach that probably just produces, like, I mean, winners on the field, like, that focuses completely on football, I'm not saying that the, the players that they create are great, maybe, people as much, but they might be better players. I'm not trying to sound like, yeah. I'm I don't know if that's true, and I'm just, like, but I was just curious what, how you felt. about. I think it, it, it is tough
2: because I think most people who have played sports know or have some experience with... The best coaches they've ever had who know the sport the best and produce the best Mm -hmm. outcomes like winning-wise are not the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. You're not the nicest women or whoever it is. They're not the nicest yeah. people because they're so focused on winning and, and that's all the getting the job done. And that usually works,
3: but... I'll say the yeah. high school level is more mentorship type aspect, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Like, unless you're
2: getting to, like, the big high
3: schools that are nationally ranked yeah. and I think constantly right. recruited, oh, yeah. like, yeah. I think mentoring, like, players is more important, but at the collegiate level and the professional level, like Ryan said, they're getting a fat paycheck, so they're
1: going to do yeah. whatever they feels best for sure then. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, That's why I think uh, another reason I... Uh, like the fact that you want to go into high school um, is more or junior high even Mm -hmm. is you you have more of an impact on those students lives because in elementary school you know PE teachers are there to you know keep you active Mm -hmm. they're not really teaching you how to be a -hmm. good what what was the word social something personal social behavior exactly so I mean that's you get most of that with your parents Mm -hmm. at that point but uh, when you get into junior high and high school you start learning that for yourself and you're out of the house more, and you're trying to learn that, and you're becoming it. You're becoming who you're gonna be in the right. for the rest of your life. Typically, mm-hmm. is you're learning who you are as a person and everything in those stages in your life, junior high and high school. And mm-hmm. I think that's when it's really good to have a really so, like, great mentor slash coach.
3: Something that I always hated, and a lot of kids could probably say this as well. But I think it kind of like honestly developed good habits, and like it was a, it was like probably, like I guess. Put into place was like dressing up nice for like game days mm-hmm. oh like i don't th- i think kids hated that you know because like they weren't in a casual comfortable fit for the game mm-hmm. they weren't but like i think honestly that kind of compares them prepares them for the real world yeah. because like when you're in a business situation or a situation where like something matters and you dress up you know you'll always have that image of like oh i need to do this because it's something important to me or so, so like yeah. and aspects like that because in middle school i hated doing it i hated wearing a tie yeah. or like <laughs> slacks or anything like that but like honestly looking back on it like it set like a good pathway for me to like just dress when the occasion mattered I guess in a sense like because sports good. generally matter in middle school there's not much else in your like that is like really you're focused on if you love sports mm-hmm. and so like dressing up for that is kind of like setting up for like
2: dressing up for a job or etc etc yeah. I think that's that was good. something Levi cool. going back to what you just said um I think I, I, I agree with you in the fact that like high school and junior high that's when that's when kids are starting to like develop into who they're gonna be as as people as adults, yeah. um, and that's why. So as before, I go into it like as a PE major. At least at the University of Wyoming, I don't have to specify if I'm um, primary or secondary um, teaching, which mo- every other education major does. I just get a PE degree and I can teach K through 12 wherever mm-hmm. I find a job, which is awesome. But I've kind of gone back and forth as to like, okay, what would I prefer teaching? Because you're right at junior high and high school levels. You're helping mentor these kids, turn them into the type of people that, that they're going to be, mm-hmm. um, which I think is an awesome opportunity. But it's like, do I prioritize being a mentor to them and trying to mold them into the good person? Or do I prioritize um, their health more? Because mm. while as an elementary schooler, I'm not going to mold them into the person that they're going to be as much. I can teach them the things that they should know to be physically active, to be physically fit. I can hopefully create long lifelong motivation. Yeah. Um, that, that, you know, and so it's like, do I want them, do I want to increase their chances of being forever physically fit and not have to go down the road of, um, you know, um, like diabetes later in life or like obesity or or those types of um, diseases or something like that. So that's, that's a tough, tough decision for me, I think is which one do I prioritize more? So that makes me <laughs> go back
1: and think, you know, uh, elementary school. I'm trying to like think, and it's like I never had a teacher that I was like, that's my favorite teacher because yeah. of you know what they taught me or just how they made me feel as a as a human. Because back then, I mean, we're little people, but we're still humans, you yeah. know. But back then, it was more like I'm thinking of my friends, and that's it. And like, mm-hmm. th- yeah. But then in high school, I think, and junior high, I think people start caring more, mm-hmm. especially. I, yeah. I mean, more or less, they can become into it. But that also depends on the person they have mentoring them, yeah. their parents and then their teachers. Because I think, I think the two go hand in hand, parents and teachers. Or yeah, no mentors. Sure. I mean, not to like yeah, some exactly. people don't have a family life and some yeah. teachers don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think personally if I were to become a teacher, I don't know if this is going to influence your way at all, but I would choose junior high or high mm-hmm. school. Yeah. just because I would have more of an impact on those people's lives because they would remember me more also th- I mean obviously their mind has developed farther they, they can have more memories in their mind because well, I remember like maybe five memories from elementary school and that's yeah. it I remember a lot more of junior high and then high school I remember a lot more and it's like I want to be a it's a little selfish, you know, but, I mean, you want to have an impact on people's yeah. lives and you want I mean, them to remember selfish. you. Yeah, yeah you know, good. It's, it's good to, re- to be remembered, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like if you go into elementary school, I think you can be remembered, but it's not as not impactful extent, as if you're a high school sli- or junior high teacher.
2: For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with
3: that. Um, so, like, I, so my, I think what's cool about... PE and, like, programs and stuff, so, like, my little cousin, who's, like, a little brother to me, um, came up for my graduation, he was, um, let's see, he's 15. so he was 13 at the time, and my dad and I were playing, like, football in our front yard, mm-hmm. and, uh, he, my dad threw him the ball, and he was, like, I don't know how to throw a ball, and he was 13, yeah. and so I think that's what's cool about, like, PE programs, like, like, what we talked about, lifetime fitness stuff, like, specific programs like that, that can... Like, where those kids don't get that, like, sufficient, I guess, edu- at home. physical education at home, mm-hmm. that you guys can provide that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because then that, they can be taught how to throw a ball, and, you know, like, they don't have to worry about that the home aspect, and then they can go play with their friends, or they can teach their kids, like, down the road. And it can just, like, <coughs> like we've all been talking about, it, an impact. It has an impact on them, and, like, so where they can, like, you know, develop those skills if they wanted to. You know, you can go toss a ball to yourself. You can go throw it and just mm-hmm. develop that skill if they never had one. I think that's what's sad you know some kids like never got the experience that we've gotten in sports or like the impact like the bonds we've created the memories we've made the trophies the medals whatever you want to get it you know from all that's captured in sports so I think that's what's cool that like
2: you want to provide that for kids and it's funny that you you say that you know mention something like that I've always said so I'm a personal you guys know I'm a personal trainer as well and I've always thought it's funny the only reason I have a job as a personal trainer um, is because of um ineffective pe programs mm-hmm. if every pe program in the country did its job we wouldn't need personal trainers there would be no personal trainers because we would all You know know see how these to work people out. who are, you see these people who are in their 20s, 30s or later and don't know how to they they don't know what to do to get a sweat on they don't know how do I lift weights how do I do you know I work
1: out these muscles or these muscles or Well, I mean
2: not even not even muscle stuff I mean it's basics I mean how do I throw a ball how do I people yeah. don't know these things because they weren't taught it nobody just Knows these things, you have to be taught it by somebody.
3: I have a, I'm gonna play devil's advocate mm. with you here. Mm. So, like, what about in the case of someone who, like, just got fresh off surgery, but they don't mm. know how to, um, per se, like, mm. lift their shoulder properly without tearing it more? Mm. Like, so where does that come into play?
1: That's more physical therapy I, than personal. Yeah, training. and so like,
3: but like, because see the recovery stage, you know, with like baseball, like they tear their rotator cuff, they're eight months removed of the surgery, they can throw again, but not on the level. Are you like talking about on a, asking me this on a personal
2: trainer aspect or a yeah. PE teacher aspect? Yeah,
3: like, so, like, you talked about, like, if <coughs> all PE programs work, like, you know, PE programs don't really go into post, re, post, like, surgery, post yeah. recovery. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the the stuff right out of surgery, that would be, um, like, physical therapy. Yeah. But the stuff, like, eight months removed, nine months removed where you can throw again or you can play again, but you're not necessarily, like, at the capability you were and they mm-hmm. need workouts to get there. Yeah. Where does that come in with
2: physical so, training? so i've had a couple clients that have been athletes before um and i think only one of them had had previous injuries but um yeah levi levi was kind of on i think a lot of times when people come back from injury especially a sports injury they're not having to necessarily relearn how to do it because they still remember the skill they still know how to do the skill but it's specific exercises that i don't always know how to do i have I do more research on it when the whenever I have a case-by-case basis, but yeah, they'll go to like a physical therapist that have like specific equipment mm-hmm. or specific types of exercise devices that I've never seen in my life, but yeah. for some reason they work and they do different, different yeah. things to target a certain muscle.
1: Physical therapy lasts a lot longer than just right after post-op surgery. It can last up to three to five yeah. years sometimes of people that? going to their physical therapist to continue to rehab that muscle and it, and it's it's their job, the physical therapist's job, to make sure that they know how to work it out without hurting it again. Yeah. It's the personal trainer's job to tell them how to lift weights properly, or like to tell them what workouts will get them what results or stuff like that. That's so like, like,
3: okay. like properly lifting is
1: that how? Where does that? Because I feel like that meshes into personal training
3: and mm-hmm. physical therapy.
2: Like properly lifting post-surgery, say yeah. Like that so, example. so like I said, I've had um, one client in particular that I remember. Um, He wasn't an athlete or anything, but he was a band guy, and he had had... Twiddled the clarinet. Yeah, uh, but he had had, like, uh, knee problems, and it was primarily his right knee, I think, where he had had surgery on it, like, three or four years prior, before he was in college, because he was a freshman, and um, he had gone through physical therapy, stuff like that, after his surgery, and he came to me, he's like, okay, I just want my knees, I want my lower body to be stronger, and so, okay... As a personal trainer, I have to think, okay, three years, three or four years post-surgery, post-physical therapy, he's no longer at a place where he's going to re-injure it most likely by me doing something with him. He just wants mm-hmm. to strengthen those muscles. So as a personal trainer, I can go, okay, what exercises can we do to target the knees? Okay, so with him, I did, um, so we would get like a, a box where you do like a box squats. This is probably, I don't know, three feet high or something, and I'll have him do... Um, single leg box squats so he'll isolate that knee that he's weaker on sit down on the box and then come back up without trying to like use momentum into it and so as a personal trainer i would be kind of weary if the person was like less than six months six months post um surgery because that could get kind of sketchy to where like uh-huh. a re-injury could be a possibility uh-huh. that would sketch me out unless and like sometimes um physical therapists will work with personal trainers and send their client to a personal trainer with a list of exercises. I've had that a time or two, too. Um, and that makes it a little bit less scary, because now I know this is what the physical therapist is telling me to do. Yeah, but so it's not, there's not the liability's not on you. Exactly. But it, it's just a case-by-case basis. I mean, you have to know what they need done. Um, and as long as I'm not scared about, like, re-injury or anything, it's, it's just like any other client that doesn't have those muscles, you know. It's just learning how to do it and building those muscles up.
0: So I have a question for you, and this is more like a serious fitness perspective kind yeah. of thing. Um, so you mentioned, like, if PE teachers kind of, like, you know, did their job the way they were supposed to, we mm-hmm. would not kind of need personal trainers. What about the personal trainers? And maybe that's, like, too broad, but, like, what about the personal trainers that, like, take like you know like bodybuilding or powerlifting or to the next level Olympic lifting and stuff like that because yeah. I think I mean they're still personal trainers so they just take it yep. to the next level you know what I mean yeah I think I think like a lot of that
1: stuff I, I don't know in high school is that stuff taught to that point um, where you're like you can uh it's based on the person's choice, I guess, because you can take like conditioning classes that help you lift, like and teach yeah, you like how to lift and lift get build and stuff like that. Yeah, but I I don't know like, we, our school that. was lucky enough to have that, and I took that every Probably semester, semester all high school. Yeah,
2: but. Okay. Who knows if they don't, if it's like a, like a poor, pretty poor school, they might not have access or to a smaller of, town. Or a smaller town, yeah. But, all that no, you, you got a point. I you guess, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I guess.
0: Like in that next step past that. So I guess I, I would still have a job if they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. But it <laughs> but would be you know, more. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like in general mm-hmm. sense, I think they, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, I missed that whole high school. Probably if they did do their job, they taught you all that stuff. Even if you were injured or coming back from injury and physical therapy, you could probably come back and you know most of what you need to do for that. Yeah. Except for certain injuries, probably. Mm-hmm. But on a yeah. serious weightlifting aspect I was curious. So we've
1: got we've got two personal trainers in the room. Josh does training. Well, not not as nice as it. You're not licensed, but you do it for like a lot of friends and stuff. And then you're certified personal trainer for the university Mm -hmm. and for Lifetime Fitness, which is kind of cool. What are your favorite workouts? I guess just you know Mm -hmm. just a quick list of like what are your favorite muscles to target for people who want to you know at just start out for for beginners. What are the best Start out workouts to you know get your whole body to start looking better. That's tough. Oh <laughs> That's tough. Wait, wait, so <laughs> as a, as a training aspect or what do we like personally? Like I think as, as a training aspect. So say okay. say we have someone listening. Mm-hmm. There, give give us a uh, like a. Okay. Give us a, a person. A give person. Us a person. Okay. Okay. me okay me. Right. I mean I know I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing a little bit right, mm-hmm. but I mean I'm not in the best shape of my life. I've I've got fat on me, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not you know I'm not able to deadlift 400 pounds right now. So if if you were to if I were to come in and say I want to cut you know twenty pounds but keep the muscle I have or maybe build it a little bit you know mm-hmm. so I want to look a little better a little leaner but still have the muscle I have um, what would you, and do it for like a full body what would be the the main workouts you would suggest main workouts
0: man that's hard because you can I mean you could do so many stuff I mean Ryan definitely knows more than I do but if I was gonna do something Along those lines, I think I'd put you on a I put you on a probably a probably some kind of cardio plan throughout the week, maybe three or four times a week. Uh, tell me what you're eating, maybe create a plan for you for something like that, and then I have you do full body workouts. So probably just body weight stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm gonna be honest, uh, you lean up, you cut, it's easier to cut weight, and you, I mean you'll probably you'll definitely put on some muscle too for that. And you okay. said like a beginner kind yeah. of. You know, so I know I know
1: Ryan doesn't like running at all okay so (laughs) cardio for same here i hate cardio like it's my least favorite so easy easy cardio it doesn't have to be hard do the elliptical and the lowest so give give an example of really good workouts that aren't running for this is for the audience who Mm -hmm. wants to Mm -hmm. get more physical fit but doesn't want to you know go the extra mile and like sweat their butt off run 10 miles a day like Mm. Dang, 10 miles a day. That, bro. That, right? Nobody does that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Elizabeth so does. Are we assuming that they have access to a gym and they can like, go to a gym? So access hmm. to a gym? Oh, is yeah. Because question. Yeah, yeah, question. the body weight's is hard, cor- as we can tell. Out of <laughs> We've <laughs> been doing it. Out <laughs> of COVID-19 time, we're back in the gym. We're ready to go. We, I come in, or someone my way, similar, similar mindset, doesn't want to do a, like, a whole lot of running, because mm-hmm. running hurts your knees, actually, yeah. a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you use the elliptical that, that helps you on your knees. So... But,
2: so, going back, so you said this is you, you want to shed some pounds, shed some weight, shed some fat, but you want to keep the same amount of muscle. Sh- shed some fat. You don't fat. care as much about building muscle, right? Because you
1: remember me in high school, right? Yeah. I, I cut so much weight. Like, I went from mm. 200 pounds to 165 pounds. I, I mean, I was lean, and I had muscle showing. I had definition, but I wasn't as strong as yeah. I wanted to be, and I looked too skinny. I didn't like how skinny I okay. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
2: So, um, no, go ahead. You, no, there you go, you go. Um... So, I'm lucky enough because I've had, like, uh, recently I've had some clients who, like, aren't super overweight, but they need to shed some pounds, you know, that, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, so, and uh, nobody likes cardio, nobody likes running, nobody, some I people mean, can. some people some like people it, d- that's all but I when, knew, you're, when you're, yeah, when you're a person who is, um, like, pretty overweight, you're not athletic, they can't run yeah. more than they can't run a mile. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's discouraging to do cardio. So, mm-hmm. with clients that I have like that, I'm going to set up, okay, you always want to start with some type of warm-up. So that might include 5 minutes of cardio, suck it up. You can do that. Yeah. Um just to get the heart rate pumping, blood flowing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so I would usually grab, okay, so I'm going to grab a kettlebell, I'm going to grab a med ball and some dumbbells, okay? Um, so I'm going to set them on a circuit workout to where they're not doing cardio, but they're sweating and getting their heart rate up while lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the type of stuff I like. I don't like cardio. I like to work out really fast so yeah. that I get a sweat going in my that's heart That's what I like up. to do. It, too. That's good. I
1: don't like taking, like, 20-minute breaks in between lifting sessions on my phone, dealing my mm. thumbs. <laughs> I, like to, I like to get in the gym and get f- out of the exactly. gym. Exactly. So um, That was a direct shot at Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like to around? No,
0: I no, don't. He's I mean, never worked out with me, so um, there's no clue. I know, I was joking. <laughs> but, um, well, I I mean, just that to say from all the, you know, you know, people that are listening to power lifters, which I know a couple of you guys are, it's okay to take those phone breaks because you should rest your muscles oh, before sure. power you lift Power Powerlifting so, is a whole different scenario. Sure I know, but you that. just said, like, there's a reason why people do that because That's why I said I don't like to phone do that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not my...
1: I'm not trying to get... 400 pound muscles you know I'm not trying to be that guy I'll be the rock I like I'll be the rock I don't mind yeah, you are awesome the rock. yeah you're amazing <laughs> yeah you're uh, about <laughs> it in there
0: I, I agree with I, I mean I agree with what you said I think also kettlebells are so, like a great way to burn sure. fat like there's so many things you can do with them Kettle I would say and, yeah, and, yeah I would stuff. say anaerobic exercises are fantastic mm. um, I've never been a big I've never used the medicine ball I guess a lot in that sense mm-hmm. to be honest um, I think how I've cut weight and how I've trained people to cut weight is kind of do a cardio exercise like I said a few times a week if they like that mm-hmm. probably maybe when they start out warm up and maybe, or ending the session if they're focusing on more like lifting kind of stuff but um, a few times a week on something you like it doesn't even have to it could be ball mm-hmm. ball, ball, play ball for a couple times a week we or something ball, like ball. that ball. but um, that's hard man I, to give a specific workout plan I mean for you I mean <laughs> it would just be anaerobic it's, stuff I'd say yeah. Bo- yeah. I'd, say bod- I'd be, say body weight hey,
2: stuff anaerobic stuff and a good, little bit man. of cardio it's, so. around. it's really no, it's good, really dude. case by case and that's, yeah, that's right. one thing I love about being a trainer is like a new person comes in every time. It's like a puzzle trying to figure out what this person likes, what's going to work for them because the same exercises don't work for everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh. I feel like CrossFit favorite, is, um, if I was um, going to get anybody, CrossFit and I know I've never, I've only, mm-hmm. I've only been to a couple of gyms at one point in my life and, uh, Durago, shout out to you, bro. He showed me a gym in Oklahoma that was really cool. I just wasn't prepared for it, I guess, mentally. Uh, but they, um, they were so cool and so supportive to everybody there. They're so welcoming and you want to talk about some people be in the best shape of your life and you don't even have to be people don't have to take it seriously 15-20 minutes you have a workout you do that a couple a few times a week and dude that's it and it's yeah. intense it's fun it's it's super helpful and got
1: a great environment you yeah. know i was going to recommend something uh, to somebody my favorite medicine ball workout is when you can you, you work out your arms and legs at the same time as when you do the, you throw it up on the wall and do squats yep. and catch it, oh, oh, that's and it great. i do that i think a lot. that one's my favorite that's hard to do at home for sure. When oh. you do, if you don't have like vaulted ceilings you, or something. Dude, funny story yeah. about
2: that. So in half acre in the gym uh, at UW here, for people who don't know, um, there is. So I usually go up on the top floor and I'm working with clients because there's less people, more space, stuff like that. So there's the uh, plenty of walls there, but a lot of them are not very sturdy, and so <laughs> the first you time I the, wall? the first time no the first time <laughs> I ever did. Um, a workout with a client with the med balls were exactly what you were talking about they'd squat down they'd shoot up they'd throw it as high as they can they catch it squat back down that type of thing mm-hmm. um we used the wall wall looked sturdy okay but they freaking they it was like a 20 pound med ball. it was pretty heavy for a med ball mm. they tossed it up there and it banged the wall and i, I thought it was going to put a hole through the wall mm-hmm. it was it made this l- the loudest boom and later we had a meeting and um, it was like later in the week, we had a meeting, and my head, uh, like my boss, the uh, personal trainer boss guy, uh, which is his name actually. Personal, <laughs> personal <laughs> trainer, trainer boss guy, <laughs> uh, shout out to you, bro. He like he didn't call me out personally, but he was like, yeah. So some people have been using weights against the walls, and you're gonna break something. <laughs> The <laughs> Indirect
0: shot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Do you have, like, a – I have a question. Do you have, like, a, a – su- I mean, um, do you ever have a moment, like, that you were training somebody, like, personal trainer, that you th- – there was that moment, and you were just so unbelievably proud and thankful? Oh, for sure. Do you, you want to explain that? For, for sure. That? Like so, yeah, um,
2: moment? Me, Josh, me and you worked out the other day. I told you about a client that I had in Casper over this past summer who is yeah. a very big guy. I'm talking 400 pounds plus. Um, clearly never – i mean we talked about it but he'd never been in the gym never did sports and he had a desk job so we sat around all day so it's really easy for him to put on the pounds yeah and um he he came to me and he was probably mid 400 something like that really big dude and we never focused on weight or anything so i don't know how much he lost um but i like to do this thing with clients where the very first session that we ever have i pick two or three um i call them like test workouts Mm -hmm. where they are types of workouts that aren't super strenuous um, but they test either their um, muscular endurance or their cardiovascular endurance, something like that, like a um, like a three-minute step test where they have to... We check their heart rate beforehand. They do the steps. Uh, they do jump on a... Gosh, I can't talk. They do step-ups on like a little um, six-inch step oh, yeah. um, for three minutes straight, and then we test their heart rate afterwards, and then we go for like six weeks and we test it again to see they made progress oh, stuff that's like that that's cool. test workouts but with this guy we couldn't even do that he's so big he can't step up on anything mm. so we did um line steps which uh there's a track at, at my gym in casper and uh with lines on it and so he would step over the line and i i timed him for a minute to see how many times he could step across and step back and um so he did it 30 times 30 something times the very first time we ever uh, we ever met and um like I think it was five or six weeks later. I didn't get to work out with him that that long. Yeah. Um. But I think he got 67 or six, like du- almost over doubled what he oh got. Oh my
0: gosh. And I was like,
2: that's insane. Like we have we didn't t- check his weight at all because I didn't want that to be a goal for his. I wanted him his goal to be. Not scale related because we're building muscle at the same time, so he's not going to see the results he wants all the time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the fact that he could over double his score, I know, made him really proud, and it made me really proud as a trainer to know I'm not doing all this for nothing. So man, that's incredible. Really cool.
0: Really. All for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that you brought up the, uh, uh, like the non-scale victories Mm because those are the biggest ones. Yeah, for sure. Those the ones that mean the most and that encourage you to keep going, not Mm -hmm. just for you but for you know other people too. That's all. That's so cool, man. That's encouraging. That's one thing I've learned
2: as a trainer is if a person's coming in. And their real goal, you know it in the back of their head, is to lose weight. Even they no, might just yeah. straight up say, th- I want to lose weight. That's fine. They can want that. But I'm never going to have a goal that is scale related because if I'm working with someone and they've never been in the gym, it is much easier for that person to build muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. So yeah. if we check after the first week and they've only lost a pound, mm-hmm. they might feel better. They might start looking better. But if they don't see the results on the scale, that's going to discourage them and it's going to be a, motivating for them to come back in the gym and keep
1: working hard so Uh, yeah i i've noticed when i work out a lot i want to eat more obviously Mm because i i'm a big guy i like to eat and when i work out i use more energy so i want to eat more yeah Yeah. and when i do it healthier i actually either stay at a similar weight Mm -hmm. unless i'm doing like strictly like weight loss workouts Mm -hmm. but i don't ever want to do that i like the weight for the most part that i'm at i just i like would like more muscle you know more tone Mm -hmm. so i mean when i you know check my weight i'm like Oh look, I'm heavier than I was last week by yeah. seven pounds. Is, you look <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you feel See, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah but that's I mean, cool. some people just don't have that mindset. Yeah. Which I think it's a really good mindset to get in is is don't worry about the number, just worry about the way you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I mean, you can eat more, you can work out more, and you'll feel better than you do if you you know do cardio every day and eat less. You're gonna feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. Like you're gonna hurt. You're gonna be hungry. You're gonna be out of energy all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's that's that's no fun.
1: <laughs> um, I have a question for you. So I,
0: I, like measure. I would do measures for non-scale, like, mm-hmm. like or yep. like scale victories or whatever. So mm-hmm. I measure people like their arms. That's their, a good one. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever used to do that with your personal clients, stuff like that? Was yeah, that like a so, big thing you guys
2: focused on? Yeah. So when I first got hired at UW as a trainer, I they taught me how to do that. I hadn't done that before them, but mm-hmm. um, so you have different measurements for boys and girls. Like for boys, oh, you yeah. have. Um, you have it like on the arm you have the waist circumference you have thigh you have um, different st- or, no no there it's like a so you can do the the measurements but you can also do what they call a, a skin fold test where you pinch the skin in certain oh, areas yeah, and, people, yeah. And, and so i learned that one sorry i'm not talking about the the circumference no it's um, okay no yeah, the, no the skin I, fold I, test is
0: the same type of see, thing i've never done that one so i've done the other measurements it's but I've the never same exact
2: that. concept because the more fat you're going to lose the less stretchy your skin's going to be the less fat you're going to be able to well your skin's going to get stretchier
0: yeah
2: but you're, you're not going to be able to grab as much fat mm-hmm. so with boys you have like uh the, you grab it on the chest here is one oh, of them yeah. you grab the top of the thigh you grab uh the belly like this there's like a bunch of different um skin fold grabs that you can do mm-hmm. um and i learned that when i first came to UW. but those are just unless you know your client really well they're really awkward to do um, oh yeah i'm sure yeah yeah even well, even if i was just even if i was just even if i was just measuring around it can be some people aren't super okay with the uh, people touching hey, up on them belly fat? Yeah, it's, yeah it's awkward so i yeah, haven't that done that a whole lot but if people do that themselves that's an awesome way. I would totally encourage that. And That's if they're okay cool. with it, as a trainer, I'll do it.
0: Yeah,
1: like it's I'm just comfortable with, with it. what they're
0: comfortable with.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right, we have any other closing questions for Ryan? Oh man, I could yeah, talk to oh, I mean, him for hours. I got you, We're out. We're out. This is the longest one we've had in a while. Fifty-two. Oh yeah. my god, fifty-two minutes. No, it's. We love it. this is this is when we enjoy a lot. Is when we we don't realize how long we've been talking. I didn't look at it once. Yeah, and it just keeps going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun to look at, right? You yeah. got your little audio sign. It's so, cool, one thing I always like to ask our guests is, mm-hmm. what were your perceptions coming into the podcast? Mm-hmm. And now, what are your perceptions now that we're at the end? Like, mm-hmm. how how did it change? Yeah.
2: Uh, dang, I didn't think about that. But, yeah. No. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, coming spot. into it, I wouldn't. I wasn't like nervous at all like I know all you guys but like I've never been on a I've never done a podcast for mm-hmm. me it's like I've talked about doing a sports co- podcast before but I've never actually done one Yeah. so I was kind, I guess kind of nervous a little bit just not knowing what to expect mm-hmm. but yeah it was cool I mean once you stop looking at the thing and just start talking it's no, it becomes you, casual yeah it's just casual stuff so yeah it's, it's yeah. cool this is really
1: cool I yeah. like it we yeah. enjoy yeah. it it's, a, it's fun uh, for, so for our closing segment do you want to you wanna talk about it a little oh, bit oh you know I almost feel like Zach should talk I mean, yeah, we can so I all I talk about it. We can all talk about it a little bit. but well, yeah, So, you know, we have our news segment. We like to talk about something positive we found in the news or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about something positive we've noticed locally that we really enjoy. Yeah. For sure,
0: uh, I, I think it's just been with all the people outside, man. I mean, I know with everything closed and the park, the playgrounds are freaking locked down. You can't even play basketball at the parks right now. But there's so many people outside. They're biking. They're walking. They're walking their animals. Their dogs, husbands and I mean, boyfriend and girlfriends. They're outside, man. I'm sure they're together. Uh, you know, maybe not. I don't know. But all I know is it's Friends. super encouraging and super nice. Yeah, people are smiling. Have you noticed that? Like you walk in on the street, or you are driving, and you see somebody walking there out there smiling. I never saw that before. Maybe that was just me, but it looked everybody super sad. Or I guess it, it's, it's just it.
1: really encouraging seeing people get out mm-hmm. and you know get some fresh air for yeah, once. Yeah, it
0: is cool. Even with everything going on, that's so they can be really scary for a lot of people and it's not just here. It, I
1: mean, it's people outside oh, everywhere. everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's really cool to except see. Except for people who are on lockdown and can't leave their house except right. for necessary. uh Yeah, since Zach brought that up, that perspective a couple of weeks ago,
0: I thought it was so cool because I've been talking about it almost every day. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I like wave to people now. Well, I, I like
3: think wave, like, like people are so consumed with daily life, like mm-hmm. I guess pre-coronavirus. Yeah. But like, you know, they didn't necessarily have the opportunity or when they got the opportunity they kind of just wanted to do something else and like. Now mm-hmm. getting to see people do that, like, they can build on that. You know, they can add that into their life when this stuff goes away. And then, like, they can have that aspect and always,
1: yeah, you know, like, go back to that or whatever. So. Just get out and smell the roses. Heck, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, have a great week. And mm-hmm. we'll hit you up next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.